Welcome to BIV Today. I'm reporter Tyler Orton. And look, I think 2020 marked a pretty big year for initial public offerings in Canada, which might also beg the question, where might we go from here? We have a guest with us today to help illuminate a lot of those questions. It's Jeff Leverton. He's national leader of Canadian Capital Markets at PwC Canada. Jeff, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Tyler. Great to be here. So I think there are a couple local examples we could talk about in just a few minutes. But before we get there, I, I'm very curious about how Canada performed overall in 2020 compared with 2019. Yeah, we had a great year from a from a capital markets point of view. The IPO markets were uh, were really robust. We had we had over five billion dollars of proceeds, and uh, which, if you look at 2019, we were just south of a billion. So. Five times as much, right? So, so big number. And uh, in the past ten years, you've got um, we've never had a year like this in the last ten years. So, so really, really robust capital markets. Really, really great reception for the offerings that went out this year. Does this come as a surprise at all, considering we're on the landscape of this pandemic? There's a lot of economic uncertainty at the moment. Yeah, I have to say I was surprised. I mean, at the beginning of the year, you know, I knew there was a fairly good pipeline of, of IPOs. Um, this is pre, pre-COVID, pre obviously, and, and kind of expected that 2020 would be a good year. And when COVID came, you know, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And, and surprisingly, I mean, the capital markets have stayed really robust. Um, the reception for the offerings that went out this year was really, really good. Um, and the other thing is that, uh, you know, people got their transactions done in in COVID times, right? When we're working remotely, we're on Zoom, we're on Google, whatever the, it is. And, and it's usually a, a really high touch process, right? You're on the road, your meetings, you're, you're uh, talking to investors, you're meeting with banks, you're meeting with lawyers and, and uh, all of that happening online. I did a number of projects this year where our working groups never met physically. Fascinating to me because you always hear about say those kind of road trips or, or the uh, in, investor tours that uh, are conducted leading up to all this. How did it work just from kind of a logistic perspective? What, was it maybe easier? Everybody had to learn how to work remotely over the course of about a week last spring. But um, how did that work uh, from your perspective? work really smoothly from us. I mean, if I think of the work that I do with my clients when they're doing offerings or just generally, I mean, we we move to remote work really quickly. And and when you think of things like the roadshows and the investor presentations, getting them done remotely, um, you know, it's it's possible and feasible. I mean, it, it's always nice to to physically meet in person and, and see someone, but uh, but everyone everyone managed to adapt to that. And I have to say, I think if if you're the one doing the traveling and going from day to day to all those meetings, that is a that is a grueling schedule. So I'd, so I'd say you know almost almost easier if if people can get their head around being on uh, on a video. Then uh, certainly, uh, I, th- I think from a toll on the body point of view for the people on the roadshow, it's uh, it's a bit of a reprieve, to be honest. <laughs> you think, uh, even if we get vaccinated, do you think that there could be some sort of changes in how all the lead-ups to the IPOs are conducted just after people got a taste of this just over the last nine or 10 months? I, yeah, certainly possible. I mean, I think, um, I think all the work I do is going to be different. I, I don't expect that I'm ever going to need to be in the office five days a week anymore. Um, and, and I think that would be true in a, in an IPO situation as well. 
Well, maybe we can take a look at some of the local examples here on the West Coast, but um, was there one company in particular that uh, kind of blew you away with what they were able to raise during the course of last year through an IPO? Uh, yeah, no one company in particular. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of um, there was there was a couple of kind of uh, you know north of a billion dollar offerings with GFL and Nuvase, so those were big. But but a bunch of very very strong offerings, including uh, including in Vancouver, so so and upsized. So not surprising, I guess, in terms of um, you know quantum per se, um, but just just overall very strong reception for for Canadian companies in the capital markets. And, and similarly in the US, the US had a banner year as well. A couple of the ones that jumped out to me because I, I was covering them, but uh, we had BBTV and that was a deal in order to essentially take back broadband television for the uh, the CEO founder. We also had Absellera. Uh, those two, they're very different companies though. And, and I'm wondering, uh, does this kind of pretend to some of the diversity that you were witnessing Canada-wide in terms of what kinds of companies were looking to go public last year? Yeah, we had a pretty good mix this year. I mean, I mean, tech and call it life sciences um, did. You know, there was a reasonable number of those. GFL obviously is 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 uh, you know waste management, and so so really a kind of a broad spectrum um, from an industry point of view, which I think you know it's great to see that kind of diversity in in the Canadian economy and the kind of companies that are that are getting to a size and scale Canadian companies that are uh, that are wanting to access the capital markets and continue their uh, their growth story you know diversity of of industry background is is fantastic to see it wasn't necessarily always the case i think canada has this reputation of being very much a resource-dominated sort of economy. I don't think that is a surprise to anybody, but uh, is this good news for the markets, especially seeing that there is the possibility that we are becoming more and more diverse here in Canada? I think it's fantastic. I mean, I think uh, I think you're right. You, you know, if you think of Canada, when I talk to my global peers, you know, they, they think of mining, they think of oil and gas, and and those will continue to be super important parts of our economy. And uh, you know, to the extent that we can diversify that, um, I, th I think that's super. And and you know, we have had periods of this in the past. I mean, I'm I'm actually a displaced Vancouverite, and I remember the, you know, the tech boom in the late '90s, and and there was lots of lots of investment into into technology companies in Vancouver and you know that diverse kind of um, population of you know the workforce that it attracts and and the kind of activity that drives in the economy is is you know it's great and it builds resilience to the extent that there are you know different different in industries represented as things ebb and flow you've got something on the uptick and you've got something on the downturn and they offset and and it's it creates resilience this might just be supposition on your part but i'm still curious but you mentioned that 5 billion versus 1 billion numbers, you know, 2020 yep. versus 2019. Do you have any guesses as to what was really kind of fueling all that investor interest? Um, I don't know specifically about the investor interest per se. I mean, I think, I think a lot of, you know, big offerings and, 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 you know, good sized companies coming to market drives that number. So really, really, a, it's as much timing or anything. I mean, that those numbers would have been dramatically different if, if you put a couple of the billion dollar offerings that happened this year into, into 2019, obviously. So, so some of it is timing. Speaking of timing, uh, if we're looking over the next 12 months, we're, we're in January 2021 right now. How do you think this year might be shaping up? Are, are there any hints? Do you think momentum from 2020 could help propel things along into the new year? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty positive on 2021. Um, I, you know, I think to the extent that the markets hold up, I think there is continued interest in in IPOs as a as a capital raising strategy. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I know I know just in the run up, you know, I kind of slid into the finish line before the Christmas holidays, and uh, lots of conversations with companies that are still thinking about going public. So so there is a pipeline. Um, people have work to do, and obviously the market has to be there. But uh, but 2021 could shape up to be another another good looking year for us. Hopefully, do you think maybe part of that could be driven by excitement over getting vaccinated sometime in the next nine months? Is is that going to you know kind of jumpstart the economy even more with the growth that we we have been experiencing growth despite you know kind of the big spring paralysis that I'd say a lot of the economy had to deal with. But do you think the prospect of vaccinations widespread across Canada and the globe could, you know, re-energize interest even more going into 2021? Yeah, um, hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of money in the system right now to deal with the impact of COVID. So to the extent everyone gets vaccinated, that's, you know, the the question you've asked, it could be a bit of a double-edged sword, right? I mean, I mean, to the extent that there's contraction of that, the, uh, you know, you've got to get the economy back up into top gear and humming. Um, so, you know, probably a bit of a probably a bit of a wash on that. But uh, but to the extent that the economy, like the actual underlying economy, rather than you know what's going on in the markets, um, starts to pick up with vaccinations, then then hopefully that bodes well for for corporates, including corporates that want to be public. Well, let's keep our eyeballs on what happens throughout the remainder of the year. It'd be great to pick your brain once more. But uh, in the meantime, Jeff, I I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Tyler. That's Jeff Leverton. He is National Leader of Canadian Capital Markets at PwC Canada. And that is it for the show today. But we'll be back tomorrow. And until then, I'm reporter Tyler Orton. And you've been listening to EIV Today.